This is Lekka. Hi. I'm Lucy Dear. And in this episode, I just wanted to wish you a very, very happy Valentine's Day. And what better way to mark the occasion of this most romantic of all days than by cooking a meal for the person you love the most. This is Laura. So I'm going to make uh, kefir lime roasted butternut squash with coconut rice and a green sauce, which was something that I just sort of made up a few weeks ago on a Saturday night because I had those particular vegetables in and had a hankering for Thai food, but also just wanted to spend the evening cooking. And, and that's quite a nice involved dish rather than having it all in all in one pan because I, I don't want to use the word deconstructed because it's awful. But actually that kind of is what that is. It's it's having the sauce and, the, and all the other bits separate. So, yeah. Is that kind of typical of the way you cook? Do you kind of improvise a lot and sort of take inspiration for things but not necessarily follow recipes particularly yeah I think so so I mean I'm I spend so much time watching food television and I read a lot of cookbooks so I think you sort of pick up tips and techniques and flavor combinations that way and then you might look at the fridge and be like oh what am I going to do with this vegetable or I've really got a hankering for that kind of sauce but I don't necessarily want to make that dish and and then it can all come together and I think that's that's a real nice thing about weekend cooking or or cooking when you've got a lot of time or you're not necessarily cooking for anyone because there's no particular requirements that you can just sort of mess around with ingredients and see what comes out of it and put it together and it's I mean sometimes that's when you end up with a pasta dish with weird things in (laughs) but that's also sometimes when you come up with some of your best recipes because it's just experimental I suppose. When did you first get into cooking? Um, I actually can't remember because I've been into cooking since I was a child. I've I've always loved food. I was quite a fussy eater as a kid, but like the things that I loved, I really loved. And I, I've always loved cooking shows. Um, I would say when I was little, I used to go mess around in the kitchen when my parents weren't looking and like talk to the wall like it was my own show. And what I remember making, making a chicken copper soup and some spaghetti and combining them being like, I've made carbonara. This is amazing. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's not, but for a nine-year-old, I suppose that's fun. But um, yeah, and, you know, my mum, and dad were always quite happy for me to be involved in the kitchen and, you know, throughout my teens. And they, they sort of hate cooking as well. So throughout my teens, that would have that evolved into, you know, actually just taking over the family cooking. And then and that was something I continued when I moved out and, and always have really. So it's just it's just always been something that I've done on the side. This squash is an absolute beast. So I'm not going to cook all of this on this occasion. Um, but yeah, I, I really like roasting squashes fairly whole rather than cutting cutting them up at the start because you get it's nice to leave the skin on and then you get this kind of nice caramelized skin and and sort of mushy flesh inside so yeah cut them into two large bits and then score score the sort of top of it the non-skin side just to let some flavours in. Um, okay, so I'm putting that in a metal tin with a drizzle of olive oil just to get 
let go in and a bit of sesame oil because it's delicious um, and then I'm going to put a little bit of dark soy sauce on there as well because it can take all that seasoning because squash is sweet but also it should glaze up nicely I think um, and then so the thing that makes this dish so delicious is kefir lime leaves which I always have in the freezer because I mean you can you can get those in the supermarket now and they're one of those things that they're so distinct that if you have a couple in a dish like that's the little difference between oh yeah that's what it tastes like in a restaurant and um, I'm gonna put some garlic cloves just whole around the squash because that'll fragrance the oil a little bit for basting we can get the sauce on in the meantime so again this is a sort of born out of necessity trying to use up lots of ingredients sauce so it's like greens some form. i'm using kale right now just because that's what i happen to have in but oh, that is a nice bag of kale yeah these are from um Riverford, who I've been getting vegetables from for ages. I think, I think Riverford are really great. I'm just ripping up a bit of kale, and I've got a courgette that looks like it's seen better days. So it's like um, when you make a curry sauce with that blended onion base that's got so much flavour, and, and actually it's just carrying all the spices without having to, without having to use lots of fat, but also you don't always want tomato. Mm. So it's that nice kind of unplaceable thing. So yeah, I've squished a load of green vegetables into a jug and I'm going to add a can of coconut cream watered down just because they didn't have coconut milk in the supermarket. I'm pretty sure this is just a more concentrated form. So. I do. Um, and yeah, I think, I think using vegetables as a sauce bait, so this is quite nice because it's just a slightly different way of eating something. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to blend this. So I just put some garlic in there and ginger. And I'm going to put some dried chilli in this as well actually, but not loads. This would actually be good with green chilli in it if you have fresh chilli, but... Mm. I don't, I don't have any. Um, and I'm going to garnish with fresh chilli but I do want a good amount of spice in it mm. yeah. I don't have a tiger curry place I thought I did but that's alright I'm going to use I'm going to use a madras paste because actually because we've got the kefir lime leaves elsewhere coriander mm. and coconut in the sauce so I really just want some spice. Um, I moved to London in 2003 when I was 18 for university. Um, I moved to South East London, I went to Goldsmiths. I've pretty much lived around South East London for the rest of that time. Um, I mean, South East London's always had great food culture, I think. So you must have lived in lots of different houses. Yeah. In, but mostly all in South East, would you say? Pretty much. I briefly lived in Hackney for a year. In 2012, because I felt like a change, and I lived in Shepherd's Bush for a year. In 2007, 2008, maybe again, because I felt like a change. But I've always come back to South East London. 
So who are the people you've lived with over those years who yeah. had such had, had the biggest influence in your cooking? Uh, so my friend Cam, who I lived with in Shepherd's Bush in 2008, who just taught me lots about Indian food. I sort of knew things from some books that I've got. But I mean, especially at that time, there were more of them, so there were, but I, I often had like a good housekeeping one. So there were very, very anglicised Indian cookbooks that were not really Indian cookbooks. So yeah, she taught me a lot of kind of proper stuff. I don't know, I've always been to, I've always been the cook in the house. I've always been the, the person messing around. So um, I lived with my friend Isabel in this house, actually. She's recently moved out. We lived here together for about three years. And she's also a cook and a really experimental cook, but with completely different ideas and tastes, but that we both love. So actually that was really nice when she lived here. We used to cook for each other quite a lot because she sort of had the same sort of urge to mess around and experiment. But it was always nice to eat her food because it was just never ingredients that I would have bought or would have thought about putting together. And I think probably similarly the other way around. I know she really loves a dish that I make that's like fried pork mince with Vietnamese flavours and, and rice noodles. And it's, you know, it's pretty simple. But And then and she makes this really good sauce with preserved lemons that's sort of like a salsa verde. I don't know if I should give away her sauce recipe. I'm going <laughs> to... She can fight you. Yeah, so you like mix preserved lemons and just loads and loads of parsley. Maybe some capers. Let's put some capers in it. And loads of olive oil. And just blend it and it, and you just into a sort of like salsa verde consistency and, and just put it with anything. It's really nice. To, that sounds really good. A bit of like, you know, some nice grilled vegetables and some rice and some yogurt and yeah, or a bit of fish. It's nice mixed into yogurt. Mm. That's nice. For me, because I love cooking, it's the process of it. It's a lovely way to spend time, um, particularly on a sort of Friday night or at the weekend if I've not got any plans, but I've got leftovers to eat. I feel a little bit cheated. Like I get home, I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? It's not not just about eating it. I think, in a way, I quite deliberately try not to approach it differently. Um, I think there's something really nice about saying I'm not opting out of that pleasurable experience of having a wonderful dinner just because you happen to have an evening or a weekend where you where you don't have anyone around and. Um, the idea of saying, oh, well, you know, it's just me today, so I'm just going to have something really boring feels really austere and really sad to me. There's a recipe in Nigella Lawson's Feast, which I first bought when I was about 20, and it's roast lamb for one. And I think it's a lamb shank because it's, it's a small enough piece of lamb for one, and she just talks about, like, yeah, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you make this wonderful meal for yourself? Like, I think sometimes as a single person, you can feel quite locked out of those sort of pleasurable communal experiences that are attached to food but why should you why I mean why and particularly like with this meal that I'm cooking now so long as you've got a bit of planning like I'm not gonna eat a whole squash now but I am gonna have a load of roast squash that I can throw into different recipes throughout the week I'll have a sauce that can freeze well rice you can just make one portion of and but then the way I would then approach cooking for people, which I do also a lot, I, you know, I invite people around for dinner all the time. It's quite nice then when you've sort of had that pleasurable creative experience of cooking and you've discovered a recipe like this one, you know, which was just something that I discovered messing around in the kitchen by myself. And then you're like, oh, okay, well now I've got a great excuse to invite people over because I want to show them this dish. And so then actually when you've got people around, it's not stressful because you know exactly what you're doing. It's something you've cooked before. It's something you're really excited to share with people. 
And yeah, in fact, in a way, I probably end up cooking simpler stuff sometimes when when people come around because it's just like, oh yeah, but let's just talk. Like you want to show off, but you sort of want to have something that you can just chuck together. Maybe done. <laughs> oh yeah, that is that is done. I'm gonna, nice. I'm gonna take this over for you. Yeah, look easy. So yeah, that's had on quite a hot oven. That's crisped up pretty nicely. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it back in, but just switch it off. I mean, yeah, you can get such a, a lovely sort of caramel crust on. Yeah, on squash if you do it if you do it like that. And, um, so yeah, to make. This dish more exciting, which I did do last time I made this on my own, because why not? I'm gonna top it with toasted crushed cashew nuts, mm. which will be delicious, but also just add a bit of texture. Because the one downside of this dish in this form is that, and that you, I suppose, if you had some kind of fried meat, you wouldn't get is that it's not very. Um, Texture congesty. Right, so these lean nuts look toasted. Okay, that's done. I'm gonna chop up the toasted nuts. Again, there's way too many here for one dinner, but the toasted chopped nuts I think are a really good thing to have in a little Tupperware. To chuck on food to make them seem more exciting. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a nice chili, which just looks so beautiful on food. But I mean, I love spicy food, so that kind of. Somebody slice it thin enough, that bite of hot fresh chili, I think it's really nice in something. Especially when you've got like really creamy coconut rice, which is so rich, but so delicious. I'm gonna do like, chop a whole lime, then you can put half the lime in the, half the lime in the sauce. Yeah, too light. It's always nice, I think, when you've done a sort of slowish cooked sauce that's got a lot of richness and spice to um, put the fresh citrus in at the end. And serving wedges. And then, yeah, we can slice this up. It's sort of nice, thick. Wedges, you get this sort of gooey. Cooking it whole sort of allows you to have the slightly gooey element of it mm. without it totally falling apart. Or it's really falling apart. Yeah, I'm so sort of glad to cook this dish for someone finally because I was so pleased with it when I came up with it. <laughs> it looks beautiful. The colours are amazing. Yeah, the, that red chilli is really going to make it pop as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like when we talk about cooking for ourselves, there's always like an element of being defensive. Like, oh, I can do this for myself, like despite what we're told. Why do you think that is? What do you think it's about? Well, I think it goes back to what I was saying about it being, cooking and food being considered a sort of communal thing or a 
couples thing or both. Um, I mean, and I've sort of said before, I, I feel like it's almost a defiant act to say I'm buying a steak and a nice bottle of wine and I'm going to sit and eat it by myself. But, and yeah, that does sound quite confrontational. And, and, and actually the act of it is not. And, it, and it, it's, it's defiant in a nice way. And, it, and it's saying that the world doesn't have to be about couples. Being, and then especially for you know, a woman in my 30s, the image of a single woman in her 30s is, oh, well, you must you must wish someone was having dinner with you, though, or you must be looking for someone to have dinner with. And there's no... I don't think there's much comprehension in our culture of people just enjoying time by themselves, particularly women. You know, a, a man would be a, a cool bachelor, a woman's just like, oh, you're a sad spinster that cooks rather a lot of squash for yourself. Laura Silva is a reporter for BuzzFeed News and lives in Peckham. You can find her in many places on the internet, but her Twitter is a good place to start. She's at Laura Fleur. Her writing and reporting around abortion in particular um, are brilliant and truly important. It was actually a feature about food that she wrote for BuzzFeed uh, maybe last year that I read and loved that first led me to ask her to be a guest on Lekka. It was around a very different theme to what this episode ended up being about, which I think is kind of nice. Uh, I will tweet a link to it from the Lekka account um, because it's absolutely worth reading. That is at Lekka Podcast if you don't follow already. And that's also the handle of our Instagram account where I post stuff relating to each episode as well as general interesting food stuff I encounter day to day. I couldn't agree more with Laura's sentiments about how cooking for one shouldn't mean being excluded or excluding yourself from joyful food experiences. So if you're celebrating V-Day this year, or not celebrating, just don't forget to take care of yourself. And if you need another little boost towards doing so in the kitchen, I would highly recommend Ruby Tando's wonderful new book, Eat Up. Music in this episode comes from Joe Bagal and Bird Creek. There'll be another kitchen episode of Lekker in a month's time and another toast episode celebrating a cool food enterprise in your feed in a couple of weeks. Please do subscribe in Apple Podcasts and rate and review too if you enjoy Lekker. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>